All right. So, yep. Um, I want to welcome Heavy Pioneers um, that is currently on this call. Um, I believe we have a lot of pioneers from different parts of um, the world. I know a number of us from um, Indonesia, a number of us from Africa into China and the US and all of all that. So I officially welcome us into this particular session of Let's Talk Pi. And for those that don't know me, probably it's the first time you are joining us on Let's Talk Pi. Um, my name is Fiku Ayo, and I'm one of the team behind LearnPi. LearnPi being a very um, educative platform where pioneers get to understand into the very details, everything that you need to know about um, Pi Network and beyond. We probably would have a section later, later in the future where we get to go into details of um, everything LearnPi wants to look into as far as education and um, as far as education and Pine Talk is concerned. Okay, so I think that's a bit of introduction about me. So I'm going to be your host for today's event. Um, however, I think I would like to introduce my hosts so that... Um, so, Woody, are you there? Can you just say hi to everyone? Introduce yourself. Host for today. I bet we're gonna have a fun fun time so yeah that's it <laughs> all right great one woody so it's so nice that we'll be hosting this together and of course we have um our speakers around um three of them the crypto legend um natko and then Mel Noik. but before we allow them to say hi to us um i think i just need to give a brief um overview of this particular event, okay. So this particular section of Let's Talk Pi, um, for those of us who saw um, the details on the design or the flyer, it's going to be running for four different days. Okay, today is the first session. The next session is going to be coming up in a week time from now. That's next week Saturday. The next, the third session will then follow, which is a hopper Saturday, and then the last one. Okay. So um, I just need us to know so that. Um, you know that we are in for a very long educative section. So today is just the first one, actually. Um, for next week, we are going to be looking into other concepts. Okay, we are going to. I'm actually going to drop the this, the flyer today by the time we are done, so that we can also help to publicize and then and all of all that. But today specifically, we want to talk about the value of pi. Actually, okay, I want to talk about the value of pi and all of all that. Okay, but before I give some brief introduction into it i think i would like to just say a big thank you to every of our supporters from the pi lifestyle to um the um, the pi network members to crypto dooley to um pi updates on twitter to the pi workforce pool to pi hub pi webinar and all of everybody that have been supporting uh, we really really appreciate it uh, for making this happen today okay so um before i introduce today's section and then say some things and then we dive into the section properly i think i would like us to actually um i would like our intro um our our speakers so <laughs> i'm a bit i'm a bit um i'm a bit trying to get my balance so just um, flow with me don't worry <laughs> okay so um, i would like our speakers to actually just um, introduce themselves, just say one or two things so that we can be sure that we talk, so that you also can be sure that they are with us. So I'm a crypto legend. I want to believe you are there. You can kindly unmute yourself and then just say hi to us. Hello, legend. Are you there? 
Uh, I don't seem to be hearing him, but I'm pretty sure he's here, and I'm sure he can hear us. Okay, okay, probably still trying to settle down or something. Um, Nako, I want to believe you can hear us, so can you just say hi to us? Just a way of introducing yourself, anything you want to tell us, just a way of saying hi. Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me here. My name is Natko. Uh, I am a pioneer from Croatia. I've been in Pi almost since the beginning, but it is never too early to join Pi. <laughs> uh, anyway, I hope we'll have a nice conversation tonight and that we will answer as much questions as we can. Uh, once again, glad to be here. Looking forward to, for this show. Right, thank you very much, Natko. For those who don't know Natko, Natko is one of the very first pioneers that was able to purchase um, coffee in his country. Way back, probably beginning of 2020, there about really after we had the inner transfer pilot started and all. Just by the way, anyway, so you know that he's a really senior pioneer. All right, so that's on the side. Nodding, and I want to be can hear her, so just wait to introduce yourself and say hi to the community. Hello, everyone. I'm Mel. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. We could not hear you before, so I think your network or probably your mic. Most likely. Uh, hello everyone, I'm Eldin. I'm uh, the owner and content creator of Pi Network members. Nice to have you all here, almost 200 people. Uh, I hope we will have a nice session and uh, inform informative and helpful session for us all here. All right, great one. Thank you very much for joining in. Um, I just got a message from Crypto Legend. He's trying to um, adjust his mic. He actually can hear us, but he's really trying to his mic or something. So um, I also believe in a few minutes from now, he should be able to settle that. Okay, so. Of course, it would be able to settle that. Okay, so yeah, um, just a way to put tonight's discussion into context. Um, of course, we are here to discuss about um, the value of pi. Okay, um, I think a, a number of us actually do have too many wrong misconceptions about the value of pi, and of course, that's the whole idea of this meeting. I mean, of this particular section. Um, of course, we are not here to come and make predictions primarily. I think I need to stress that a little. We are not actually here to come and make predictions. We are not here to make price predictions. Okay, what we want to talk about is the value of pi. There are a number of um, concepts, a number of factors that can determine the value of pi. Okay, so we are going to be looking into stuff around what really is the concept, what really is the concept of value. Okay, we're going to be talking about something called an exchange value and an economic value talk about the token distribution because of course that's definitely a factor that contributes to the value of five okay so we talk about the availability of markets we talk about consensus price talk about price um, inclusivity and then of course sustainability so um from all of all those outlines you should be very much sure that um the things we want to talk about are the very much factors that that can determine the value of five so one thing I need you to know is that by the end of today's session, you would be able to properly clear the air on 
how exactly things would go by the time we begin to have enough pioneers begin to pass KYC. By the time we begin to pass KYC, begin to have transactions, um, I mean, begin to carry out transactions, we'll be able to figure out how things will begin to happen, what really the price could look like or the value could look like, and of course, the movement of things thereof. Okay, so that's the whole idea behind today's section. Of course, we're going to be talking because there are a lot of speculations out there. Um, some people valuating one pie for a hundred dollar, while some are thinking it should be probably 0.001 something, while some are thinking it should even be a thousand dollars. So, we're going to be looking at where exactly is all of all those things coming from, what exactly is possible, and what is not possible. So, we're going to be playing around all of all these kind of discussion. I mean, all of all these factors. So, that's exactly why the topic exactly says the concept of value okay so i want you to think beyond price prediction and then we are going to be talking into details on how exactly things can go for pi network okay so uh, i want you to sit tight as much as you can in fact if you can have your pen or something of course the call this particular section is recorded so definitely um we'll get it across to us but then if you probably want to note one or two things and all of all that um it will be very very fine okay education is something very primary to pine network and exactly that's exactly why we are doing this okay so um just a few seconds let me check if um legend is um, able to um if he's, he has fixed his mic already i saw he was putting up his hand to speak and i unmuted him so i guess he may be ready Okay, um, let me see what could be going wrong. I actually don't Hello. want it to leave. Hi, All this right. is Crypto Legend. Oh, Crypto Legend. So nice to have you, finally. So um, just Thank a way to say hi. Me. You're welcome. Just a way to say hi to the community and introduce yourself. I'd like you to do that. Hello, everyone. I joined Pi Network very early on and uh, noticed that there was a lot of information out there that many pioneers needed to know uh, that wasn't available to and accessible to many pioneers because uh, it was very early and there were a lot of questions that many people had. So uh, about a year later, uh, I created the Pi Lifestyle to help educate many pioneers about what Pi is, what it can do and how many people it can help. And um, before that, I created Pi the Crypto, Pi the Global Cryptocurrency. Um, and I did that with a few other founders uh, and then later on I created the Pi Lifestyle. So all of that was just to help people understand what Pi is and uh, how it can help them. And since then it's been growing and there's been a lot of people that have contributed to make it what it is today. All right. Thank you very much, Crypto Legend. It's so nice to actually hear your voice. Um, okay, yeah, for those of you that could hear that, it's, it's, it's spoke about... PITGCC, that's a podcast that I created way back. And then I, I need us to know that for me, that was actually um, where the journey of learning about Pine Talk started for me. Okay? I am pretty much sure that I've listened to every of the content on, on that particular podcast, maybe if not two to three times for each of those contents. Okay, So it's a great place to actually get started. If you're probably a new pioneer or you have new pioneers around your earning team will probably need to get to a good grasp of what Talk is trying to do. Please, you might want to visit that particular place. I'm going to be dropping the link right now on the chat. So for those of you that are probably interested, I've dropped the link already. So just, you might want to just 
check through. There's a whole lot of content there that has been created way back since the beginning of Pioneer Talk, okay? So I'm sure you're going to catch on, right? So yeah, um, without any further ado, I think it's just good we start and then we just have a good dive into the section. Um, Woody, we are, we, are, we are good to go, right? Hello, Woody, are you there? My co-host. Good to go, good to go, good to go, sir. Right, so yeah, like I said earlier on, we're going to be looking into the value of buy. Um, I'm so excited that we are having this discussion that is very possible this night, this, this evening. Okay, it's evening here for me, actually. Okay, I'm pretty, pretty much excited. Okay, so I'm so glad we want to talk about this. It's a concept that I've, of course, understood to some extent, probably some one year before now. And I, I am glad I'm doing this, actually. Okay, so yeah, I think the best place we can actually start from is talk about the concept of value, okay? Because for me, I feel like that's exactly where a number of pioneers get to miss it when talking about pi, the price of pi or the value of pi. And um, we actually don't have a good grasp of the concept of value. And what do I mean by the concept of value? Say, for example, let's take um, this particular precious um, um, stone. Let, let's take gold, for example. Stone is one very um, valuable um, asset. Um, I mean, that's it's used as a store of value, basically. Okay, now the question is where exactly does gold get its value from? Okay, now look into fiat currencies. Look, let's look into the dollar bill, for example. Where exactly does the dollar bill get its value from? You know, by the time we are able to answer all of all those questions, there's a way it helps and drives us into understanding where pi is going to get its value from. You know, a lot of people have so many misconceptions about value of pi like i said and then of course there's such thing as a perceived value okay there's such thing as real value there's something as exchange value so we need to really understand because that's actually where it's going to start from we need to really understand the concept of value where does value really come from how does commodities securities um cryptocurrencies fiat currencies even back then before we have fiat currencies how was things done when it comes to exchanging of value okay so that is exactly where i want us to start from and then we gradually begin to drive the discussion into the core part of today's um thing so so, so the crypto legend I, I guess you would have something to say in the light of this so i would like you to just come up right now and then just clear that particular hair for us so we can move Hello, you cut out there for me. Um, yeah, so in regards to value, a lot of pioneers out there look specifically only at um, Legend, we can't hear you again. Probably adjust your mic or your network. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay, so a lot of pioneers out there focus mainly on the exchange values that are listed on crypto exchanges, such as centralized or decentralized crypto exchanges. Um, you know, a decentralized crypto exchange would be like PancakeSwap. A centralized crypto exchange would be like Binance or Coinbase. So the value that you see on there is not the same in every exchange that you go to. And that's primarily decided upon the total supply cap and 
the amount of coins and what are the trades that have been happening uh, in terms of what people are selling and what people are buying uh, for a given amount of trades. And then that's going to let you know what that price is. So that is the main type of value that people see when they think about crypto. And that is the focus because they look at it only as an asset class. But it changes when you start looking at looking at it as a cryptocurrency, as a currency, which changes the game. So, you know, back in the day, the USA used to go on the gold standard. But in the 1970s, they changed that and they went on the fiat system, specifically where the US dollar is backed basically by the government and it's the legal tender that's accepted for all its goods and services. So the other side of what Pi Network is trying to establish is ensuring that there are many types of applications, decentralized applications for Pi, where Pi is used as the currency or the medium of exchange or as a form of payment for goods and services, which is driven by utility-driven apps. So when you're talking about using Pi as a form of payment, uh, as a medium of exchange, and you're purchasing goods and services, that's where the idea of economic value comes from. So economic value is the value that you can obtain from a good or service based on how much you are willing to pay for it. And the idea of how much you're willing to pay for it really relies on when you're looking at on a macroeconomic scale of how much the typical pioneer can pay for it. So the typical pioneer is the pioneer that is the last pioneer to come into Pi Network. And so that's just something to think about and we can have our discussion on that. All right, all right. Yeah, that, that's actually a very good um, introduction to it. So thank you very much. Um, I think you did say quite a number of things in that light. So, um, you know, while you were talking just now, you know, you spoke specifically about how um, we should begin to change our, our mindset a bit from exchange value, okay, as the exchange values are a bit different or totally entirely different by um, the economic value. Okay, so just a way to push the discussion a bit further. You know, when we talk about economic value, um, of course, a good number of pioneers do not actually understand how much of value is in the economy, is in a particular economy. Let's say, for example, the global economy, where we have primarily fiat currencies, um, well, before the advent of cryptocurrencies, where we have fiat currencies primarily being the means of exchange of those particular values. So we don't have a good number of pioneers who actually understand how huge this, this value is primarily. So um, I think it would be very good we throw a bit more of a light into um, economic value, how valuable this can be. And, and the reason is because, the reason I want us to clear this air is because a lot of pioneers or a lot of crypto services have so much built a lot of walls or a, a world of mindset around um, exchange value as the only tangible value. Whereas we both know that um, exchange value is just a value from thin hair, it's just a speculative value and exactly that's the idea behind volatility, okay? So there's a whole lot to be learned when it comes to exchange, I mean, um, economic value. And that's because there is value in the hands of everyday people. And then of course, not too many pioneers understand this. And of course, that's exactly why some, some major points I, I would really like us to, you know, hammer on as, as much as possible. So how much is the value that is in the hands of everyday people? 
in talking about economic value because once pioneers begin to understand it i feel like it begins to make them begin to change their mindset when it comes to the value of pi okay so i think i'm going to like you to or i don't know if i'm not cool you could probably just throw a bit of a light into the whole idea of an economic value basically um when talking about what pine network is trying to do yeah uh, i know that a lot of people i mean they want to know the economic value that is the true power of pi when we look at pi's distribution it is distributed in a way that it is an all inclusive cryptocurrency which means everyone is invited to be a part of that ecosystem i would say value is without boundaries and actually it will depend on the community itself i would say pi in this distribution phase is like a whiteboard like a piece of paper you can handle each person on the planet one piece of paper it is let's just say for 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 the theory that it is uh that it hasn't got any value but if we agree that this piece of paper has some value as a buyer and as a seller we can make it valuable if i uh, back that piece of paper with some of my products that i want to sell or with some of my services that i want to sell that means that it that it has value it it's not a blank piece of paper anymore it is becoming a coupon it is actually becoming money so to speak all right so thank you very much natko so um one one thing i i think i would like to um hammer on a bit on what you said you know you i think you are already talking into the light of when it comes to value um we humans or we everyday people can actually determine value for ourselves Okay, say for example you give an example of being given a white piece of paper and theoretically that does not does not carry any economic value or something substantial in that sense but if we people decide to make that particular piece of paper valuable by backing it up or by exchanging it for something valuable let's say good or a service automatically the white paper becomes valuable okay so that begins to i think that begins to give us a good idea into um well the kind of value that we everyday people can actually bestow on pi because i feel a lot of pioneers needs to know that when it comes to evaluating pi um it's our duty it depends on what we do actually it's based on what we back pi with or whatever or whatever value that we exchange pi with okay you know if you look over the internet different communities pioneer communities out there what we see is a lot of people they want to have price with this one price to be $340 they want to price to be $1000 they want to be $100 but you know there was a time I was talking to a pioneer okay a pioneer was chatting in in um that, that's the person of um Kennedy he was just chatting and then he was communicating was communicating with pioneers on the telegram group and then he made mention of something that it's not about you just shouting or talking about one pie being $100 or being $1000 or being 50 or $50 or something it's much more about by the time you KYC and then you have your pie in your wallet how well are you able to exchange pie for goods and services will you really really be able to you know exchange one pie for goods and services to a hundred dollar that you have been saying or a thousand dollars okay so i think that's very 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 much um 
that's very very much important to note actually okay so i have a question that i think i i, I would need to ask so to drive the discussion um, a bit further of course we are still um trying to settle talk about exchange value and um also the economic value just yesterday night a pioneer was chatting with me on whatsapp and then he asked me a question and i want to ask that question here right now because i immediately i saw the question i told myself that i'm going to ask the question here right now okay I, of course I, I did give the person the answer based on my perspective but i think i would like to hear from her the crypto legend Nako or Meldin. let me hear from you what you think about this question it's a bit a tricky one but it's not so tricky it has to do with exchange value and then um economic value so the person asked me this he says um the question is this it says knowing the implication of the maximum supply of five being a hundred billion and then we have let's say a rumor of the price of five to be a hundred dollars making it a total diluted market cap making the pie to uh, making pie have a total diluted market cap of 10 trillion dollars of which we know that the total market value of um the crypto markets is even a bit less than three trillion dollars so do you think this exactly is possible because so that's the question do you think this exactly is possible if we have a hundred billion pie and a hundred billion supply of pie in distribution and then um of course not circulating but technically we know that that's the total supply already or the max supply already and then let's say pie for example launches for a hundred dollar which gives it a diluted market cap of 10 trillion dollars is it very much possible because even if you look at the total crypto market the total crypto market cap it's even less than three trillion dollars so what do we think about this particular question how possible is this because these are questions that how the law of pioneers are, are asking and then even people that don't believe in pioneers or these are questions they are asking us and then they are trained at us and then i guess a number of pioneers actually do not know how exactly how to answer this because it seems so much impossible as a way okay so what do we think about this is it something possible or not i would say to start the, that topic we have to make a difference between the total supply cap and the circulating supply cap. I would say the 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 a project which has 30 million users and uh, has users that are ready to to use that asset in their everyday life doesn't have uh, to be bounded in such borders. Of course, we have to to respect some tokenomics and economics like uh, the the market cap like the the supply but something that uh, no one of us expected is the pile lockup we got uh, a few weeks ago uh, this is a really uh, great future that enables us to to get the circulating supply as low as possible in the combination of uh, the the transferable balance and the gradual uh, how are they called the gradual uh, transfer events to mainnet or circulating supply will be really really low so the the economic price of of pi 
will be able to to be so reasonable that even the, the pioneers will with less pie are able to spend and use their pie every day by respecting some uh, economics and tokenomics we are even used in the whole crypto world All right, thank you very much, Neldin. Thanks for that contribution. Um, Legend, I would also like you to, I would like to hear from you, specifically about that particular question, if you could throw more light on it. Sure. All right, so let's uh, educate ourselves a little bit on money, right? So what you're looking at there uh, in terms of that idea, right now in the coin market cap, the market cap for all the cryptocurrencies is around two trillion. So it's less by one trillion than three trillion. So it's actually around two trillion right now. And the question right. <laughs> is, you know, is Pi ever going to be worth ten trillion of the entire market cap of crypto for all the cryptocurrencies? There are over fifteen thousand of them. Um, equals only two trillion right now, with Bitcoin taking the lead. Uh, it holds about forty percent of all the money that's been invested, and then you got Ethereum following after with about twenty percent of all the money that's invested in crypto. So it all comes back down to: Is Pi seen as a currency, or is it seen as an asset class? Because if it's an asset class, it depends on how much money has been invested into it. But when you start talking about it as a currency, then you need to start understanding money. And so, in the idea of money. In terms of all the type of money that's out there in the world, how much is that, and is that enough for the world? Obviously, it's not because the way that it's been distributed, there's a very small percentage of people in the world that hold a vast majority of the world's wealth. So that is something that Pi Network has been tackling by distributing it on a meritocratic system, so that people have a fair advantage in terms of acquiring the Pi over time. So. There's about forty trillion dollars in circulation. This is U.S. dollars, and you're talking about physical money and money that's like in savings accounts and checking accounts. Then you got money in the form of like investments, derivatives, cryptocurrencies that exceeds one point three quadrillion. Now quadrillion is a big number. Okay, that is a thousand trillions. That's a lot of money. Um, but there's M zero, M one. M2, M3, and so what is all that? M0 is the physical currency that's in circulation. So for us, that would be like Pi, that's circulating. That includes coins, notes, and bills. That's M0. M1 includes all the currency in M0, plus all the money that's held in deposits, travelers' checks, checkable deposits, anything negotiable, order of withdrawal, basically. You know, M1 money contains all the currency and the assets that can be converted into cash. So it's about liquidity. M2 is more illiquid. You're talking about savings deposits, mutual funds, money market securities, and time deposits. So all of that、um, and these assets that can be used and exchanged as a medium are less liquid than M1, but it is another form of money. And M3 is the final form of money. It is M2 plus large certificates of deposits. Institutional money market funds, short-term repurchase agreements—all of these are less liquid, but they are a form of money supply. So, now that you understand that the entire money supply in the world is in the quadrillions, the question is: Is a hundred billion of pi in supply to be handled and be used as currency 
for goods and services, when we're talking about economic value, is a hundred billion pie enough for the entire world? Because right now we're at 30 million pioneers, but in the future, we're going to be over a hundred million. And then maybe in the near future, even 1 billion people will own pie. So the question is, is a hundred billion enough? All right, thank you very much. Thank you for, I think, um, I, I think I love the way you handled your discussion because once we can, we are, we are able to answer that particular question, if a hundred billion of max supply of pie in circulation, is it enough for close to about seven to eight billion people when talking about economic value? So um, pioneers, I think we might begin to need to change um, we need to change, begin to change our view, what we really, really call value, what we call money, and what we call um, assets, okay? okay? So one thing the crypto legend have been able to make us see is that, you know, when we consider pie as um, an asset, well, because the truth is, when you look at every other cryptocurrencies out there, many of them aren't a true currency for daily transactions. Many of them are just a means to get other real money because, by the time um, all of all these cryptos get to all of all these crypto traders get to trade and then make profits, eventually they convert the, the profits into dollar or their native currency. I mean, their fiat currency, and then that's when they now begin to use it even in the economy. In their in their economy. So basically, what I'm saying is, we need to begin to have a shift of idea between assets and money. Okay. So just a way to emphasize it again. What Pine Talk really is trying to do is trying to build money, all right? So when you're talking about the value of Pi or what really is possible in terms of capitalization, probably what we have on a coin market cap, you will need to begin to have a shift of focus. Our Pi is coming in differently, all right? So it's not so much about what Bitcoin is saying or what all cryptocurrencies are saying in terms of their market capitalization. It's much more about economic value, what really is money, how many circulation of dollars do we have globally in the world? And then you can see how, how the crypto legend was able to break it down. We have it in 1.3 quadrillion. Okay. That's a whole lot of money. Okay. And then if I is trying to, you know, come into the economy and be used for daily transactions, and then we just have a hundred billion of max supply, of which we have just 30 million pioneers. And like you said, would in no time get to a hundred million. And then maybe in the near future, we would even get to one billion pioneer. So I think it's very, very much getting clearer on how that, um, when you talk about pie, and then you're trying to talk about um, the value in terms of uh, market capitalization, we need to have a shift of a focus actually. Okay, so that's, that's what I can take from it. And I, I don't believe we are trying to get the idea gradually. Okay, so, so Natko, I, I don't know, would you like to say some things in that light? Uh, yeah, well, I think Crypto Legend actually explained it all nicely because the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, I always say I'm pretty lucky that I've seen Pi's vision from the beginning. So from the first day when I started to mine Pi, I knew that that was mining actually the future currency, not just digital asset in the terms of investment vehicle. So, uh, I mean, we can all conclude that there are many more fiat units uh, or units of the fiat currencies in the world than there ever will be pi units for the whole world. 
So, and not just not to mention that 100 billion is actually the max supply. The, the effective supply for the community is 65 billion. So that makes it even less of a number. Not nearly enough for the whole planet. I mean, it is enough, but that's why we have seven decimal spaces in one pie. That's why we have million slices, as I like to call them. Uh, and therefore, uh, its value will probably go beyond, I mean, economical value will probably go beyond our imagination, but it will take some time. We need to, we need to think that there are a lot of folks inside the uh, Pi community uh, who do not believe actually in, in Pi in the way that we do. Those kind of people will probably, uh, and they're probably looking at it as an investment vehicle, something that they've earned for free and they want to sell for fiat and for some good amount of fiat as soon as possible. When those people offload themselves by their, by their own will from, the, from our economy, then we, are, then we are ready to thrive. After that, uh, the sky is the limit. But there will probably be initial volatility until those people who do not see the vision of the project that further on, that, that far in the future, they will probably exit, at least temporarily exit from, from, from the economy. But after that, it's all on us. All right. Thank you very much, um, Okay, so thank you, thank you. So, so far, so good, I think. Oh, oh, yeah, I, go ahead. Um, so that question that you ask, I think, I would like the audience to go home with some kind of definite answer and um because i think it's a very very important question that people keep using to talk down about uh, the potential um growth of pi and all that so can we establish a yes or no i would like the the guests also to answer this question with just a yes or a no can is it possible that pi gets a bigger market cap than the entire crypto markets is it possible a yes or a no natko melding crypto legend uh yes of course i mean that that's why i'm always looking at pi i mean people people used to tell me at least here in croatia you know oh when will pi uh, go to open mainnet i mean if it catches the bear market it won't be good for its economical value and stuff like that and i okay. always try to tell them hey guys do not look at pi as part of the crypto market pi is building its own market pi market okay okay yeah and okay. i foresee so it becoming multiple times bigger than the current crypto market that we have nowadays okay okay um melvin could you say yes or no I don't know. I don't know what word on this all. I I just support those two guys and that's it. Okay. I was legend. Like legend himself. Legend himself. Yes. I believe that it will surpass wholeheartedly. With Nato on that, that it will separate itself from every other cryptocurrency out there. I mean, you just gotta take a look at it just for what it is, right? Uh, Pi Network has been building its own blockchain. It's a layer one blockchain, which means everything else will be built upon that. 
Um, what are other type of layer one blockchains out there? You got Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Solana, Cardano, Polkadot, Terra, Avalanche, Polygon, Algorand, and Tron. I mean, there's plenty other layer ones, but there's a lot more layer twos out there um, in regards to the type of blockchains that have been developed and Pi Network. And I'm involved in a lot of other cryptocurrency blockchains too. And I understand how they work. And I'm telling you right now, the amount of people that are coming into Pi Network that are new to crypto, that have never heard of crypto before, Pi Network is absorbing all of them. And the other cryptocurrencies that are being developed are only absorbing other people that are already involved in other cryptocurrencies. So what I'm saying to you is that the amount of new people that are being driven into crypto, Pi Network is the one that's pulling them all together from all over the world. And it's been doing that since its inception. And it's continually growing and it's going to keep growing because more and more people are understanding what it is and they're sharing it with many other new pioneers out there. Okay, thank you. So based on classification, you you put it away, but based on classification, um, I don't think that Pi could ever be bigger than the crypto market cap. Why? Because um, if Pi gets a $10 trillion market cap, as the question that Ficon asks says, it only means that the crypto market gap has grown. So if it was $2 trillion before, it would now be $12 trillion, right? It means that Pi is just breaking the boundaries for the crypto market cap to go higher into the world. Is that right or wrong? Well, it depends on how you're looking at it. You know, it depends on if you're seeing only as an asset class, because the moment that you change it and you start looking at it as a currency, the amount of money in currency far surpasses the amount that's in an asset class in a crypto market. So it just depends so, on how you Do you think that it. classification would change? Do you think that classification would change that, okay, the crypto market cap would eventually be separated from the prime market cap and, and they would not be associated together? The problem is many people want to put Pi Network in the realm of all the other cryptos based on what the other cryptos have done. Now, there's many cryptos, thousands of them. They all want to convey that they can be used as a form of payment, as a medium of exchange. And very few of them actually can do that. And very few of them actually have done that. And mm -hmm. doing it daily is a whole nother story. Um, you know, technology is a limiting factor for Bitcoin, but it's the most used in terms of being as a form of payment for goods and services. And when you're talking about daily transactions, forget it. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin can't do it. Right. Right. Okay, that's right. So over to you, Fika. Right. May, uh, may I add um, something? Okay. Yeah, I just go wanted ahead, to say, I mean, yeah, of course, as Crypto Legends said, they will probably put Pi into the realm of existing cryptocurrencies. But it will also depend on the scale on which other projects that are trying to copy Pi, uh, will they succeed or not? If they succeed, there is a scenario where Pi would usher a new era of mobile distributed coins or tokens, project to project basis. Uh, therefore, uh, Pi has a chance to become the leading standard of mobile distributed coins. It can become a Bitcoin of mobile distributed coins, so to speak, and usher this new era of Web 3.0, decentralized marketplaces where Pi would reign as a king. Yeah, so we can say even at $2 trillion, the crypto market entirely is 
is still bound by chains and pi is probably coming to break these chains and take the whole crypto market cap as it would be into the utilities market the global utilities market yeah i mean you know when you're looking at it um those cryptos and what it's showing on the market cap is bounded primarily based on how much people have invested into it in terms of fiat currencies and when you're talking about economic value the sky really is the limit on that because it depends on the type of goods and services that people from all over the world can offer in exchange for pi as long as they're willing to accept it as a form of payment you just increase the value of pi all over the world because now somebody out there can be able to use their pi and many more because somebody was willing to accept it as a form of payment whether they're just willing to cut people's hair you know you talk about 10 different people that's 10 new pioneers that can use their pie and find value for it right so what do you think all right all right so yeah um i, I want to believe can, that can, um, can i add uh, can i add something yeah go ahead uh, go ahead no I, i would say we we will not even be able to to see the actual trading volume of pi ever because uh as crypto legend said so far on coin market cap you only see the money that has been invested in that cryptocurrency uh but pi is not going that way we will use pi for everyday goods and services and i would say it's such a platform can can't even uh monitor or display such things we will not even be able to see the full potential of pi on such usual uh sites or call them however you want it will be even hard imagine if just someone today uh uses pi to to to, to buy some phones or pcs or whatever you can that you can display that on coin market cap or whatever yeah he's absolutely right about that so the value that pi will be offering cannot be um calibrated and put on any type of exchange because it's happening on a peer to peer level which is something that just hasn't been happening for all the other cryptocurrencies out there that state they will be willing to do that and able to do that but they just haven't and you know i wanted to focus on the first topic there the pi token distribution you got 20% going to the core team 80% going to the community 65 billion total that would be to all the pioneers out there pre mainnet you got 20 billion mainnet mining rewards would be 45 billion pi so there's really 65 billion pi because you got 5 billion going to the liquidity pool and then after that you got the other 10 billion pi going to the foundation reserve which would be ran by a non-profit but if you take a look at the mining rewards which is what everyone wants to focus on because that's what the pioneers are going to be able to get when they're mining pi you can think of it like a rainbow and at the top of this rainbow is where it ends so the majority of pi that people are going to be able to mine in the mainnet mining reward period that's going to be the greatest in the first few years and then after that it's going to start tapering off and you're going to get diminishing returns on the amount of pi that's going to be distributed so the last like maybe 5 billion pi out there will take forever to mine out but eventually we're going to hit the cap and if you read the white paper after it's been revised it talks about a community of people in the committee speaking about whether to push the cap of 100 billion pi even higher uh so that 
more pioneers and people out there can be able to have enough pie to be using it for daily transactions between one another every single day all around the world. All right, all right. Yeah, thank you very much, Crypto Legend. So um, I, I want to believe, um, I was going to say this earlier on, I want to believe that um, the audience could um, hear all of all this. So um, I think yes. gradually we should begin to um, be able to change our mindsets um, when we look at Pi um, and all of all that. Okay, but I, I think I, I think also, I think I would like to ask a question yeah just a bit to clear the hair so that things can be much much more clearer before we move further um now one thing we know definitely or quite well is that pie would be used in the economy all right however we know that some pie is going to get definitely get to the hex changes and then i exactly don't know because one thing that we know for sure is that pie is trying to be as stable enough such that it can be used for daily transactions such that it can bootstrap trusts and all of all that of course escaping volatility and all of all that okay but basically when we look at what happens on exchange on, on crypto exchange um will pi be able to be traded in the in this light would pi be able to be traded on crypto exchange and if yes probably for a few months probably for a few months into the open minute so and if yes um crypto legend do you feel or do you think that um because there was a time you said this sometimes back and then there was a time it caused it caused a lot of controversy within uh lenpi community and even within the team and when you said that pi can possibly have two different values okay so talking about the economic value where it is valued really really much more and pretty high and then we have an exchange value okay so i want to answer this is this something visible or where exactly is the balance between these two values moving into the open mainnet and beyond well, Pi Network and its founders have been focusing primarily on allowing Pi to be used daily between pioneers all over the world in exchange for goods and services from one another and being the most used, widely used cryptocurrency in the world. In order to do that, they had to distribute it to the world and they had to make it free in the beginning and grow the network. And now the network is at 30 million people. So we're talking about the exchange value uh, on crypto exchanges and the value on economic value in terms of the type of value you can get from Pi um, if you're utilizing it as a form of payment for goods and services from pioneers out there because pioneers in the world are going to be the first ones that would accept Pi as a form of payment because they see value in it and they desire it because they would like to use it for something else and, and the goal is to get the same type of value in terms of what they accepted it for. Now the crypto exchanges that will be listing Pi in the future uh, after we go into mainnet and it's open um, and it's fully decentralized, they're not going to have any Pi. The only Pi they will have is the Pi that pioneers are selling to them. So their goal would be to allow it to be as low as possible to acquire as much Pi as they can. And then what they have available to sell will depend on how many pioneers there are there uh that are out there to buy it now the mistake is a lot of people think there are no pioneers that are willing to buy pi and i'm telling you right now there's a lot of pioneers out there that are ready to buy pi and they're, they they're just waiting for the time that they can uh where they can do it safely on an exchange so for the pioneers that are looking to sell their pi um you know there's some people that will sell it for whatever they can uh the moment they can 
And I don't think that's to their best benefit if they're not getting the most value. I want every pioneer out there in the world to get the most value they can out of the pie that they have. And the majority of pioneers do not have much pie. So if the exchanges are wanting to sell uh, pie for one cent per pie and you have pie and you want to sell what you've been earning all these years for one cent per pie, you're going to run out of all your pie and barely get anything for it. But if you go to the economy that pie has been building and that it will continue to keep building and it will keep growing and you can get more value from your pie, why in the world would you go to somewhere else and get less and pay fees and then get even less for it in your own fiat currency when you can use the pie and buy what you would instead of using your own fiat currency to do it? You want to do what's best for you. And so you need to really think about where can you get the most value for your pie? And I don't think it's on the exchanges. Fiku, right, can I yeah. come in right there just to react to the crypto legend? All right. Um, yeah, go so, ahead. Said, okay. Yeah, great having you guys uh, here again, like always. Yeah, thanks a lot for that crypto legend. And thanks to all the speakers on the platform today. So I wanted to just... Um, uh, first of all, to ask something about what the crypto legend said earlier, the thing to do with when the 65 billion pie that's ready for um, earning rewards for miners, pioneers, I want to ask, do you think the roughly the, the estimated 20 billion pie that's been distributed right now, that's been mined so far, is actually the easiest pie that we could ever get that we've which we've mined over the last three years and the next batch is actually going to be a bit more difficult to get or do you think that initially as the enclosed mainnet opens and the new mining formula kicks in there will be a bit more pie earned for each pioneer then it will get harder as we go along as the network keeps on growing so has the 20 billion pie been the easiest to get or is there still some pie that's easy to get once the enclosed mainnet kicks off? Thanks. I would say you answered the question alone. Uh, that the, the, we all, all know that the new, the new base mining rate will be uh, based on the supply chain. And uh, if you just go to your Pi app and open it, the, the new simulator, you will see that there, that the possible base mining rate is even seventy percent lower than the current one. So, I would really say that the Pi we have so far is the easiest we could ever get. The next few years, maybe, will be will be the game changer. I don't know how long it, it will take to, to mine all those 65 billion coins, but I think there is a really, really tough time ahead of us uh, if, we, if we think about the mining rewards. Maybe, maybe for those who are really active in the Pi app, who are running a node and uh, are ready to, to lock up a high percentage of their pie uh, there will be earning even more pie than than now but i don't know it, it i would say that 
this pie we have so far is the easiest we could ever get. Thanks, Melton. I, I totally agree with Melton. <laughs> he said it perfectly. All right, all right. So um, well, let's just go for well, that. Uh, okay, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Cthulhu Legend. Crypto Legend, you can go ahead. We're going to say something. Um, okay, so... Until he comes Legend. back, uh, if, if we watch, if we just watch the, the formulas that are added in the, in the new white paper, you can see that the uh, new, ba- new mining rate will reward us for the time that we spend in the PIEP. Uh, this project is really ready to reward us for every second that we spend in the PIEP. Not even the PIEP. They want to, to reward us for helping others, for inviting people, for running a node, and for locking up our PIE. Uh, all of that uh, are really, really great indicators. But once again, uh, we now really rush to, to, to get the mainnet uh, activities, to, to get our pie uh, distributed to us. But uh, I think we will, be, we will wish to have this mining rate in two or three months from now on. Yeah, I would just add of course, uh, the the main app, uh, mining mechanism is as meritocratic as it gets. I mean, uh, even in the first phase, when we look at this simulation, it's already 10x below the current uh, base mining rate. And they said in the white paper that they were probably, I mean, they only took a yearly cap as, a, as an example it will probably it will probably be a lot less than that they are talking weeks days or even smaller epochs something in the sense of cardano so we're talking about uh, dynamically adjusted mining rate on almost hourly basis and can you imagine what will happen when we have 300 million people that are mining it at the same time and we have a max supply that it can be distributed i mean as I said before, numbers speak for themselves. Okay, so um, thank you very much. Um, I know that a lot of um, um, audience out there, I think we do have a number of questions that we want to ask um, us, okay? But very soon we are going to begin to permit that, okay? But we want to make sure that we've touched every concept and every area of all we need to talk about this night. Like I said, this particular section, um, we want to really go into details as much as possible. Okay, so that's exactly why we are trying to go this gradual. So when it's time for us to ask one or two questions, we're going to um, open the floor for us. Okay, so I want us to go a bit further in, in the discussion in talking about the value of pi and all of all that. Now, of course, we know the state of things when we talk when we talk about utility. Of course, we're going to be majoring more on utility and the community in the next session. That's the coming Saturday. Okay, but just a way to pinch into things, okay? Um, we do have a number of utility already that pioneers are creating. 
and of course it's all to the extent to which we can see all around okay so now my question or where i want us to kind of pay more attention to discuss around right now is while we begin to have pioneers kyc i'm still talking i'm i'm, I'm primarily talking about the enclosed network phase so while we begin to have um kyc people pioneers kyc and then transactions begin to happen and all of all that now based on um the lockup system um the gradual kyc process and the number of utility that we have how exactly can we relate those things to market availability because for me i may be wrong i, I would like to be corrected i feel those are the things that kind of would determine the starting value the starting value that we begin to see for pi okay so but more specifically I'm, I'm i'm more concerned about market availability okay where pioneers can spend their pie and all of that considering the number of that the few dApps that we have and of course not that alone um the peer-to-peer -peer kinds of transactions that can begin to happen within pioneers globally locally and all of all that so what really can we say about the market value market market availability in relation to what the starting value could could look like as a way okay so i don't know i, I also believe i the, what i'm trying to pass across is a bit clear enough uh, yeah uh, do you want me to answer or what did you say yeah yeah i want what did you say okay well we talked about that actually in our uh, in our last call as i remember melden talked about that specifically and even myself uh you see when i read the white this new version of the white paper the mainnet portion they said uh, the, the second best thing that I saw is actually not uh, not that they will enable us pioneer to DAP uh, transfer, but peer to peer or pioneer to pioneer transfer. As we said in the last call, the reason why Pi is growing so fast is not actually because of our online activities. Most of the folks uh, who who are actively participating in crypto market who are watching it uh, they know uh, how to learn some informations online but uh, the reason the pie uh, actually managed to, to get the, to these numbers that we have nowadays is because it is spreading on a street on a street level so actually most of the people on the streets that are into pie they are maybe not uh, tech-savvy enough to, uh, to use those markets that we will have inside an ecosystem, inside of our app, of our Pi browser. But they, they are ready to trade Pi for goods or services on the streets. That is its true power. That's what I've, that's what I've been talking about in, in that featured video inside of Pi app. I said that the biggest power of Pi is actually its word of mouth spreading. And the word of mouth is something that is uh, happening on the streets, on the ground level. So there you have it. Our economy will actually thrive initially on peer-to-peer -peer exchange. That's the way I see it. I would say when we when we speak about the market availability, the key point we all have to understand is that every pioneer should be 
a buyer and a seller. We usually think about sellers like a group of few hundred or, or few thousand people who, who are there to cover our everyday needs. But every pioneer should be a buyer and a seller to form a supply chain. And that's the only way, okay, maybe not the only way, but one of the best ways how the, the pie ecosystem could work. If a seller could uh, or can immediately spend the pie he earned from a previous transaction, he, he doesn't even have a need to, to exchange his pie to, to fiat currencies. So even when, when some people uh, ask me, okay, Meldin, that's, that's hard to understand. But I would say we, we need to start slowly and uh, maybe the next time we make some transactions do it in a 50-50 ratio. Of course when we get some pie to our wallets and are able to send to our friends, families and people around the globe. But let's do it slowly and steady. Maybe the next time you make a, a favor to a friend and he wants to pay you something, don't use dollars euros or, or whatever use some pie or even do a 50 50 ratio like use your uh, local currency 50 percent and 50 percent in pie and that's uh, maybe one of the best ways how we could kickstart the ecosystem one day Yeah, when you're talking about um, market availability, um, and I agree with both of them in terms of peer-to-peer is where the, the power of pie comes in. And um, every pioneer should be a buyer and seller because every pioneer has some type of value they can offer to other pioneers in the world. Now, you may not know what that value is at this time, but everybody is specialized in something. That, and whether it's your time, your skill set, or the products that you can offer in exchange for pie. There's something that you can offer to other pioneers in exchange for pie. And then you can use that pie and buy something else with it from another pioneer. Um, in terms of market availability, there are a lot of different pioneered um, markets out there in different countries, but a lot of them have not fully started yet because pie not easily usable by other pioneers and in fact no pioneer right now at this time can actually transfer any pie but in the time that they could and i really want every pioneer to hear this the pie lifestyle started out with a ten dollar pie valuation in the very beginning as a base in terms of pioneers to be able to use their pie and so one pie was worth about $10 for the first several transactions. And that was agreed upon based on all the pioneers that were involved in that economy. And then we quickly realized it wasn't a strong enough valuation for the future in terms of pioneers that would come in years later. They wouldn't be able to have enough pie to purchase whatever it is they were trying to buy at that valuation. It just wasn't large enough. And so that's when we raised it to $100 but we only did that if every pioneer in the economy at that time agreed to it. If we even had one pioneer not agree to it, we wouldn't have done it. 
but every pioneer after listening and understanding that pi has to work for every pioneer in the world today tomorrow 10 years from now they understood that pi has to be a little bit greater and since then we've done over 2500 transactions real transactions for different types of goods and services where pioneers offered some type of good or service in exchange for pi at that valuation and that's real transactions so these other values that people speak of like $314, $1000, that's all hypothetical. I'm talking about real pi transactions that have happened between pioneers on a peer-to-peer -peer level on a global level. Now it doesn't sound like a lot, 2500 transactions, but that is a lot for an economy that people think doesn't even exist. And we're not the only one. There's a lot of other economies out there and they have done transactions too as well. And so we're the only one actively displaying it all. but there are pioneers out there already that have used pi and also many more that want to use their pi in this way where they are using it as a form of payment all right thank you very much thank you um so um, legend i think i would like to ask a question for that based on what you said um as regards um how it all started for the pi lifestyle and so hope to the audience um i know that there has been a whole lot of a misconception about what is happening in that particular economy okay while some people see the good side we have some other pioneers we really don't understand and then they kind of don't just get it and then is a way they get to speak negative in that sense in quotes about the pi lifestyle okay i've been with the pi lifestyle for a while and that's been my major place of motivation actually okay so that's exactly why i want to ask this particular question okay so um um Uh, the economy started off with a $10 um, value and please um just trying to emphasize something that he said specifically um 2500 tra transactions have been done real transactions real life transactions i mean um a pioneer exchanging either goods or a service for pi okay and just to let you know if you look at my profile picture the profile picture i'm using right now a pioneer did it for me in the pi lifestyle and i paid my pi Okay so I need to get to know that that a lot of things are happening there a lot of things have happened there okay just to basically begin to set the pace okay I, I did, did it for 0. I did it for 0.15 you could say that it's a very quality um um cartoon picture okay so I did it for 0.15 so that's around a $10 Wonderful. because the yeah because the valuation is 1.5 for $100 okay so yeah I, I'm just basically trying to let us begin to see some things that that have happened before now these are things that have happened before now and it's still happening just in a way to set the pace so when you begin to see on the internet and everywhere one pi for $1000 one pi for $5000 or for one it's not just about just saying it we must be able to do what we say okay that's exactly when we are given real value to pi as a currency for daily transactions okay so back to the question i was going to ask the crypto legend so um The economy started off with one pi for $10 and then within a short time they observed that um that valuation is not sustainable um based on the number of pi the number of pioneers the number of transactions going on and then all of all that so i want to ask they, they, they then moved to $100 of which they've carried out to 2500 um transactions so based on that particular um the way the whole thing happened within the pilot of economy um now going to come to a bigger picture of the pi economy generally globally transactions 
based on the things that we know do we feel a hundred dollar is a, a, a could be a better or a starting value to which pioneers can begin to trade their pie once we begin to see a number of pioneers um, um pass kyc yeah it has to be a strong value um and i know it sounds crazy when you're you're talking about a hundred dollars per pie but we have information real information in regards to what pioneers actually have um because we had to validate whether the pioneer could actually cover the cost of what they were going to spend in our economy so they were showing us exactly how much pie they had on their pie account and i'll tell you this a majority of them and i'll tell you right now a majority of them like 90% of them had less than 250 pi and we've been around for a year and a half right so that was pioneers that came in even earlier than the pioneers now so what do you think is the future people later on will have even less pi in terms of the average amount of pi in every pi account and if you're trying to value pi at a dollar or even less than that there is no way that pioneers in the future will ever be able to use any of their pi to even purchase a 10 dollar item it's not possible mathematically all right thank you legend but um i still um you still haven't really um answered the question um so much well as i would want in my opinion okay you know um we've been able to see one thing is very very much clear that even in an economy a subset economy like the pie lifestyle um of which a, a 10 dollar valuation for one pie could not carry could not sustain the economy for too long okay had to move to a 100 dollar valuation so now I'm talking about the now the total economy because we know that by the time people start start carrying out transactions, um, different valuations will begin to happen different places as I think it should go. Okay, but based on what you did or what you've done in the pie lifestyle, and to a larger extent, your knowledge of the the distribution model, the number of pie that we have in individuals, pioneers around, and then um, of course market availability. Where do you think it's likely? Maybe from one, from I'm not, I'm not trying to say you um, do a prediction, but just a rough sketch of a, a range of value you think could, things could probably start from that will be very much sustainable on the long run. Yeah. So you know, you you talked about different types of values for pi, um, and if we're just focusing on economic value uh, at this present time then there will be other economies um, that will establish a different type of value for pi, you know, whether it's $314, uh, $1,000, and it's gonna come to a matter of market availability. Uh, and in terms of the type of goods and services that economy can offer and how many pioneers they can offer it to. So pioneers will start understanding where these markets are and spending their pi necessarily more so on the economies that they can trust in terms of receiving those goods and services if they were to spend their pie. So uh, the trust factor is going to be very important before the pioneer even spends pie. But once that type of economy can establish that level of trust, the pioneers can actually start using their pie on there and acquire goods and services from it. Um, you're going to start to see different types of values and people shopping at different places, just the way that people shop in different types of places today. You know, you go to a different location, you could probably get more for your money. Um, so it will just depend. It's not limited on geographical location anymore, but based on 
um, in the internet, like wh- which type of platform you actually trust in terms of where you would like to spend your pie in the future. And pie now, uh, the pie lifestyle is only one economy. And I would like every economy out there to succeed because the more economies that exist, the more pioneers can use their pie around the world in different locations. And mm-hmm. if the economy that's set up to offer those goods and services is more local to the pioneer that's using their pie, then the cost should be less in terms of what it would cost them to acquire that good or service since it's already found locally. I would just like to add on Crypto Legends comment is phenomenal as always. Uh, the, the way I see it, and obviously I'm not the only one here, uh, pie will have different value in different parts of the world. But since we are gearing towards globalized world with one global open market people will go to those markets probably they will go to those markets that value their pie higher than those other markets so the way i see it we will have a race to the top in terms of pie valuation yes and when you're talking about the way that it is driven now in fiat currency They drive it down. They drive the value down so they can acquire more market uh, share of the consumers. But because Pi is a deflationary coin, it's going to work opposite. The the economies that are offering the most value to the most pioneers is the one that's going to drive most of the market share. And over time, they're going to wipe out the competition that is giving less value. That's just the way it's going to work. And it's going to work to the benefit of every pioneer out there in the world. Of course, because the truth is uh, we are all here for the community but of course we are all here to make our lives a bit better and it is our common interest that our lives get as the best as they can and that means the best valuation for our time because pi is currency based on time and there is the time is the most valuable currency actually Uh, to support the world topic with a, with a few facts, uh, recently I had a poll in my group where over 3,000 people uh, anonymously voted for the, their uh, transferable pie balance. Over or almost 70% have uh, less than 1,000 transferable pie at this moment of time. 90% have less than uh, 100 pi. So imagine how the actual economic value of pi has to be high to enable those pioneers to, to participate in the ecosystem. Okay, in and not uh, what and we need to count in, we need to count in the, the lock of the pie. I mean, everyone that I know personally, they locked at least 90%, which makes it as car set as, as it gets. Correct. Sorry, go on. And yeah, when you're talking about the economic value, then now you're talking about the circulating supply of what people can actually use in the economy mm-hmm. for goods and services. Without being limited, you're going to see a higher valuation in what people are willing to um, before they would be willing to spend their pie, they're going to want to make sure that they're getting the most for their pie. So we we have about a price 
inclusivity yeah how to enable pioneers be able to buy and we're looking at factors like transferable balances um lockups and whatnot but i want to ask a question as a seller let's say i'm a pioneer and i'm a seller and um, i want to participate in the enclosed minute i want to support the ecosystem with my business but now my business is a luxury business high-end goods and services let's say maybe, maybe for example i rent out um yacht for boat cruises and all that how can this inclusivity play a role here when i am considering oh who are the one percent of pioneers in the market that are the you know that are the elites that can afford high-end products or services what is their highest amount of pie that they have um during the enclosed minutes will they be able to afford my business will i be able to participate as a business in the ecosystem Well, if you're speaking about trying to get like a thousand pie for that type of service, should a service like that be valued very highly? Yes. Should it be a thousand pie? I don't believe so. And the reason why is because many pioneers out there do not have a thousand pie. And even those that do, that have like 10,000 pie or 25,000 pie, they wouldn't spend a thousand pie on a service like that. I'm telling you right now, the people that actually have more pie value their pie even more. There's something in regard to hitting that button every single day and doing it for three plus years or two and a half plus years or more that makes a pioneer continuously value their pie more than they did the day prior. I don't know what it is, but it's happening. And a lot of people that have more pie are not willing to part with it a lot easier just because they have more. May I add Correct. something? But now, may I, may I, how okay. does it, it? I'm sorry. Okay, go on. Go. Okay. I, I just wanted to tell you. I mean, you're looking at one percent, and that is the beauty of pie. There is no one percent in pie. When you look at fiat money, I mean, we always have shifts in the top fifty most uh, most rich people in the world. And that is the point of meritocratic reward of pi, is uh, those those of us who entered pi early on do not have the luxury of letting it go. We need to contribute to the community uh, all the time if we want, to, so to speak, to to save our positions. I don't know how to express myself, but that is the reason. I mean, pie. Uh, if someone else enters the economy later on, if he's more successful in that economy, he will have eventually more pie than you. It doesn't matter that you entered the ecosystem earlier on. That is the the problem with most of these uh, traditional cryptocurrencies where we have top one percent that actually feed upon all the others that won't happen with pi and that is the point of the money if you have the will the knowledge 
goods or services that you can offer for the community, you will earn more pie eventually. It doesn't matter when you enter that economy. And that will take us on top because it is inclusive. It is inclusive. It is not exclusive. That is the point. But but doesn't that still validate the concept of the 1%? I mean, there will always be the few who are either more successful in their business ventures or the the few that we're able to mine a whole lot of pie, which we know they're just very, very, very few. So these people who have the most pie definitely would not be uh, the majority of pioneers or users. They would definitely be a smaller percentage, right? Well, you yes. Asked. Okay, so, um, but now, how do we how do we have luxury service providers or goods providers? How do we have them participate in the ecosystem, support the pie ecosystem with their businesses, if the price inclusivity is not also catering towards the seller? They have a certain service uh, that is luxury goods or high quality um, service that requires the typically, you know, if you were paying for it in fiat currency, it would cost you quite a bit, right? Um, If you were like flying on a private jet or something like that. So uh, should they be able to offer that service to every pioneer out there in the world? I don't believe so because that service is not available to every person in the world with fiat currency. Right. But they need to be able to at least be able to have that service available where pioneers out there would still purchase it, right, on the high end. And so yeah. they have to find out what that value is. But I'm letting you know right now, a thousand pi for a service, even for like a private jet, it's too high. For pioneers okay, out so, there, even the wealthy ones, they wouldn't they wouldn't part with that much percentage of their pie for one trip. It just wouldn't happen. Okay, so how does that affect the value of pie then? For it to be inclusive, if one thousand pie is something that it it can't work, so what can work then? Uh, but how, it's how, the same. Excuse me, it's the same thing with fiat. If your service okay. or product is good enough, there are always going to be. Uh, some folks who will part with more pie for your product or service than the others is the same thing with fiat okay let's compare it specifically now for, for example in fiat uh, Woody, we have, Woody, we have can billionaires. i just, uh, can I, okay. just uh, uh, I get a few messages that people want to discuss with us these okay. topics so please everyone who wants to say something take a few notes write down something somewhere what you want to, to say and later on we will open the, the, the discussion for more people and you will be able to tell us your opinions but please now we are not really able to open the, the discussion to everyone because the, the, the conversation would be really messed up so please take a few notes somewhere write down what you want to, to say and later on you will be able to participate here with us okay okay thank you so i wanted to compete in specifically in fiat we have billionaires yeah hundreds of billions worth of dollars tens of billions and so on millionaires and uh, yeah they could purchase um luxury goods and services these are the one percent 
Now, let's bring it to our pie economy. Who are our 1%? Who are the 1% of pioneers that are the elites that have the most amount of pie during mainnets? Now, put in the factor of transferable balances and lockup. Who are the whales? Are, are the whales those that have 5,000 pie? Does anyone have 5,000 pie after lockup? Does anyone have 2,000 pie after lockup or 1,000? So, the people that have the most, how can they, how can they, a luxury goods provider, you know, um, uh, how can this influence the value of pie to service that business that is a high-end business, considering this 1% of pioneers and their pie holdings? So it's going to depend on how much they're charging and their idea of how much they want to charge, of course, would be the maximum they can where they can still make the sales. So in terms of if you're evaluating it at, say, $100 per pie, a service like that would be a few hundred pie for sure. Um, but would that be a few thousand pie? I don't think so. It's just too high. It's, it's um, you know, that service is not limited enough where it would command that type of value where you're asking for a thousand or two thousand pie for a one use you know maybe if it was offered year round that would be a different story but if it, they were only going to use it one time um that type of service is still that type of service is still not limited enough so do you think that this factor can actually um contribute in uh, influencing the price of pie to go higher higher than hundred dollars eventually it's all relative, right? Whether you're buying a bottle of water or you're asking for a flight, you know, to Paris from the U.S., um, it depends on what that valuation is. Now, honestly, I feel that pie should be standing alone, and what I mean by that is pie is not pegged to any type of value of a fiat currency, but it's based right. off of how much pie do pioneers have around the world. And when you're talking about a majority of them, and I believe a majority now have a hundred pie or less, um, you know, you gotta start thinking about, okay, even if it's a hundred pie or less, and a bottle of water costs, you know, less than one pie, maybe like uh, 0.01 pie or 0.05 pie for a bottle of water, then how much would the cost of someone flying out to another country, uh, you know, on a private jet, how much should that cost in pie? And just base it off of, how much pie an average person has versus trying to peg it to a certain type of value of fiat currency, which is what many people are doing right now as a basis. But in the future, I think pie should really stem away from that and just be on its own based on how much people have on average. Perfect, and, as the time, and as the time goes on, as the time goes on, uh, less and uh, more and more people will have less and less pie. So if, if someone finds some some other guy who who wishes to buy i don't know a bottle of water for half a pie it will probably be the last bottle of water that he sells for half a pie it's just numbers people will evaluate it more and more by themselves if they only have dozens of them of course that they will want to to maximize their portfolio which means higher nominal value um, okay, thank you very much, Nakpo. Um, I think this will be my um, last question. I think I want us to begin to wrap it up gradually so we could um, allow questions from 
the audience, let's just hear their questions and hope. Take a few questions and gradually begin to bring it to an end for today's section. Okay, so um, the crypto legend, I was going to ask you, you know, while you were talking, your last comments just now, um, so what do you think, what do you think, just for your own perspective, would be a way of the city to ensure all of all these um, factors when it comes to valuation? Because um, one thing I know so far, I think, is that the market determines the value of five pioneers, kinds of transactions they're trying to carry out and all of all that. But um, don't you feel, I don't know, if there's a way from the core team to ensure, because not all pioneers do have the right knowledge on all of all these that we are talking about. Like you said, you don't think one pie to a thousand dollars is just like that possible as it were in the beginning. But a whole lot of pioneers out there are just thinking that way. So, um, so I feel like there might be too many struggles and here and there, you know, some imbalances as we start. But do you feel there's a way that this can be mitigated, that the community can be guided probably from the core team or something? Because I'm well assured that the core team, of course, understand all of all these factors and they, of course, they foresee things. So what do you think based on this? Because I'm just basically concerned about the general community, how the, the general community of, of, of Pine Talk. Yeah, so, you know, when you're speaking about um, the topic of pioneers being inclusive uh, and the value of what Pi should be so that many pioneers can participate, the core team will not influence or even offer any type of insight in terms of what they think it should be because Pi will start being classified as a security at that point, and they're not going to go anywhere near that. And so they're going to allow the community to establish their own consensus value of what they believe it should be. Um, but just hypothetically speaking, that's not the way that the value will actually be built. It will be built based on what pioneers are willing to exchange for each other. So when we did it with $10 and then we did it with $100, it doesn't matter what we're saying, right? What matters is what's actually happening. And so with pioneers, if a pioneer accepts the valuation of, say, one pie at $100 for whatever good or service it is, the only way they're going to do that is if they know they can take that pie and buy something else that they want that's a good or service for that same type of valuation. As long as you know you can get the same value for the pie that you accepted it for when you're about to spend it, that's the only way that pioneers will be willing to accept it. And so that's why we had to establish some type of value so that transactions could actually happen. Because if you just leave it up to pioneers to decide and debate with one another, they're always going to come in at two different values. And if one of them is too stubborn to to establish where they can agree upon a price in between, then the transaction never happens. And so that is the reality. And a lot of pioneers are not thinking about all of that when they're talking about the value of what it should be a lot of right a lot of, a lot of problems that we talk about today the core team talked about them years ago there are always i would say 1000 steps ahead of us uh, i actually think that this enclosed mainnet stage that is in front of us is there to help us make to make some transactions to to use our pie and to build a value a price for pie and later on maybe to force those exchanges to to accept the the price we set for pie the core team will for sure not 
anyhow su- suggest or set up price for pi they can't do that but they can help us with util- with utilities with whatever but uh, and they even helped us with this enclosed mainnet stage where we will be able to use our pi and slowly build value for it to buttress the fact uh, if you can answer your question just as our colleagues have said the core team will not in any way announce or guide pioneers on what price to set or you know they'll never dictate a price but like Milden said they can help with utilities they can put in tools which we voluntarily pick ourselves these two to lock up some pie it's up to you nobody said lock up a hundred percent of your pie you're totally at liberty you can even lock up zero you have full access to all your pie from the onset so those are also value building utilities which we can use and you can say they are guided by the core team but it's just um uh, an additional component to the enclosed mainnet which we have the liberty to use or not to use that's as far as the core team will go uh, i would just like that yes but if you look at the uh if you look at the default numbers i mean uh, the core team is thinking of the people that have a vision that have a long-term vision for pi that's why our default lockup mechanism is actually 90% for three years so you have millions of people that are not into pi so de- detailly as we are uh, if they just continue to push that button the core team is actually handling them one of the most optimal boost ratios for the next three years the only price for them to pay is to to uh, to look at it long term not short term and that is the whole point of the project i mean if you read the first sentences of the white paper they say if you're looking for an easy and quick money look elsewhere that's why they're trying to build their as nicolas said they're trying to build a long term sustainable ecosystem therefore the lockup mechanism by default is 90% for three years. Uh, you know, many pioneers, um, when it came to Bitcoin, though, a lot of people had lost the amount of Bitcoin that they had because of the fact that they lost it because they didn't have access to it on their cold storage for their wallets, right, or their hard drives. Um, with Pi, it's going to be because the people didn't KYC. And if you read the white paper, you will see that there will be a rolling period of six months that a pioneer will have to KYC and complete the process. And if they do not, they will lose all the Pi they've ever mined. Uh, and so will the pioneer uh, that invited them. Um, they won't be having access to the extra Pi that they helped them with uh, for what they earned. Okay. So, um... I, I want us to begin to um, to the audience. Um, I know a number of us do have quite a number of questions to ask, um, and I don't want to just allow us to be unmuted anyhow, so as not to disorganize the session. So what I want us to do right now for those of us that have questions, um, specifically, just try to type them out on the group, and then I'm going to pay attention, and then we're going to ask them, and then we talk about them. So just a way to begin to wrap things up gradually. Okay, so. Um, so there's a timer set already on a group for 30 for 
15 or five minutes here about. So if you want to type, make sure that you're typing um, what you want to ask specifically. Um, because after five minutes there about, you might not be able to, not until after five minutes, you may not be able to type any other thing. So for those of us that have questions, just kindly type them out neatly, and then you're going to be going through um, them to just try to answer a few of them. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe while the pioneers are asking some questions, if there is anyone who wants to, to say something on the topics we had today, it would be cool to hear the, the, the opinions of, of our listeners here. What do you think? All right, that's not a bad one. Okay, so um, let me just look at the number of persons raising their hands. So um, let me just unmute one after the other. So please let's make sure that um, we are going straight to the point and don't take too many time. Around one minute, Jerry Bouts should be enough for each of any, each and every one of us. So I was going to take too longer than usual. Okay, so I'm going to be. Um, Thank God, Ocon, I can see your hand up. Okay, so um, you can speak now. I've unmuted. Um, I've unmuted you. Thank God, Ocon, are you there? Okay, uh, I don't think so. Um, Steven, fear God, I can see your hand up. Uh, you can go ahead now. I can see your hand up. Steven, fear God, I can see your hand up. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity you give to me to speak. I uh, appreciate you guys. You are really doing well. I, my, what I want to just contribute to the project is that uh, we... Um, Steven, I don't think we can hear you again. You'll probably adjust your mic or something. Sorry, the network is cut off. Hello, are you hearing me now? Yeah, go ahead. We can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. We, I just want to appreciate you guys. You are really doing well. So, if the ecosystem is can work perfectly, where we appreciate you more. Then, what I want to just ask? No, I'm in Nigeria. Then um, I want to ask all these uh, products and uh, services. Is the Nigeria is it contributing to the product, or is only the outside the country alone? Because we, you know, if you want to buy uh, some products, it will take some times to deliver the the product. But when within Nigeria, if we have the product in Nigeria, you know, the everything will be very faster. And we want the ecosystem to be moved, like uh, all this uh, community. We want everything to be perfect. Okay, I understand. I think you are getting me right. Yes, um, I think what you are talking about is availability of product and services within Nigeria. And then that's one thing we've already explained before now. So um, it all has to do with um, what every pioneer within Nigeria are ready to offer in exchange for buy. And of course, we have a good number of pioneers around Nigeria. We have a good number of small scale businesses, at least so far so good that we have seen around that are ready to exchange their goods or service for buy. Okay, so definitely you're going to have a number of stuff around to be able to buy with your pie as a wife okay however there are some stuff that you might not be able to get in nigeria probably 
a market somewhere outside Nigeria, and then then we we'll have to be talking about the likes of logistics and all of all that. But basically, within Nigeria, definitely um, a number of pioneers are ready to offer their goods or service in exchange for for pie. You know, and that's very important that they do, um, especially locally, because I'm going to let you know right now, the Pi Lifestyle has orchestrated and helped coordinate a lot of goods and services to be shipped to different countries from all around the world because it was a global economy. It is a global economy. So um, it, the lower the cost of the good or service, um, spe- specifically a good, um, the higher the shipping was whenever we had to send it out to another country and it took several months sometimes for them to even get it so it's really important that it's um, we have many pioneers out there that have businesses already or want to set up some in their own local country to be able to service the pioneers that are within that country to, to lower the cost um, of shipping it and then at the same time to be able to provide those goods and services to more pioneers on a local level yeah Thank you very much. So yeah, um, so local transactions would really, really go a long way. Yeah. So um, let me just search. I can see your hand up. Sad. I can see your hand up. So you're muted. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Fikeno. Yeah. Uh, my question is to Legend. I have actually put that question in the group as well. I hope I am audible. Hello. You have. You have. You have. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, listen, you were actually saying that, uh, you were actually saying a scenario, right? If the market is showing the pie value as one cent, people will be going to different economies where they'll be getting a better valuation for the pie. But say for an example, if the pie is valued at one cent in exchange, who is going to take the risk of selling products for $10, $100? Who has got that much money to restock the items? You can look at this way, even at the pie lifestyle also, uh, we always had a scarcity of goods. There were a lot of services, but there were lack of products mainly because people don't want to take a risk about a currency which has not yet been live. And I'm saying about the second scenario, it has gone live and it, it is still showing as once and who is going to take a risk of selling a product for $10 or $100. Thank you. Yes, that is a very valid question. And so what's going to happen is exchanges will have a very limited amount of supply of crypto in terms of pie available because it will only be what pioneers have sold to them. And if uh, many pioneers did not sell it at one cent per pie and the pioneers that see that specifically those that have fiat currency start buying it as much as they can at one cent per pie they're going to dry up and so what's going to happen is the value of the pie on the exchanges is going to have to rise uh, to meet the demand and the exchanges are going to quickly realize they can't be offering it at one cent because they don't have enough supply to offer um, with the amount of demand out there at that value so that will work for many pioneers in terms of the value rising on the exchange level side where they can convert it to fiat currency in the future but it's not going to stay there at a low value for too long i'm letting you know that right now because there's a lot of pioneers that will be buying it up if it's that low exactly as since uh core team didn't have any ico or ieo for that matter exchanges will only have the pie that that are coming either from the core team or from the pioneers such as ourselves uh, i said it previously Thank you, i i said it previously the, the point is this uh, enclosed main stage 
that is in front of us is there to actually solve that issue that you are asking for. We will build value for Pi during it. It will maybe last for months. Uh, you will see it in the in the Pi app. There is dated. Uh, it could be Pi day, Pi two day, or even later on. This enclosed main stage could last even longer, and we will build one value, and then force those exchanges to, to build uh, to buy Pi on the rate we have built over this enclosed mainnet stage. That is most likely how it will go. And to add something, uh, you see that only 5 billion coins have been allocated for the liquidity pool. Uh, that is actually the, the pie that has to be in hands of third parties. And only 5 billion coins have to be uh, enough I would say until end of this world to for all those exchanges over there so exchanges will not have a lot of pie in their hands they will only have maybe a few hundred thousand or let's say one or two million but uh, this enclosed main stage will be there to build one value one price for pi and that price will be most likely used in the open mainnet stage later on that's my and, that's my opinion of course and talking about those five billion pies that is exactly ironically uh, the liquidity pool for the pi network itself yes and when you're talking about building the value what people do not really see clearly initially is the fact that if one person offers a service or good that was never offered before in exchange for Pi, it wasn't just one service that was offered to one pioneer or one good that was offered to one pioneer. What you saw right there was possibility in terms of what Pi could offer to the world. Exactly. Right, so... Um trying to look at the um, fall for more pioneers raising their hands. Uh, okay, so Negus Breeze, you can speak, your hand is up. Negus. Hello, Negus, are you there? It's not so audible yeah, enough. Can you just probably speak louder? I can barely hear you, niggles. You have to speak louder. Or probably yeah, adjust your mic or something. Yeah, I'm trying to do that. Can you hear me now? Go ahead, go yeah. ahead. Listen. Yeah, my regards to the crypto legends, Medin and Natsu. Yeah, the crypto legend made a statement. He said we should see Pi as a cryptocurrency, not a crypto asset. Am I right? So my question goes thus: If eventually we're seeing Pi as a cryptocurrency, and we all probably know we need the investors into the system, we all know every cryptocurrency needs an investor. 
because they will start opening. So I knew how crypto, oh, investors are, they have to uh, a crypto being enhanced to them. You understand? So what do they tend to gain if they come into the system and find out that high is a cryptocurrency? You know they're all interested in assets. How do we have to shuffle that? How do we have to sort that? I would want you good guys to please help me in answering that. Yeah, so what if I told you a pioneer is more valuable than an investor and that every pioneer actually is an investor? Uh, in Pi, um, that would really change the way that you think about it because the way many pioneers or many people in a crypto, you're right, you know, and people that are uh, have fiat currency are looking to invest it in an asset. And the reason why they're doing that is because they want to have capital gains from it, right? They want to buy it at a lower price than whatever they will sell it for in the future. And so the question is, will the value of Pi rise over time? Uh, on what anybody is investing towards it in terms of let's say they buy uh, a good uh, and then they offer that in exchange for pi and later on will that amount of pi be worth more in fiat currency than whatever they purchased the good for initially um, it depends on the time horizon that you have right how long do you have before you actually need to um, get that money back and so the longer time that you have the more t- uh, money you could possibly make from your investment but there's more than just investing fiat currency in terms of for a good and then offering it to a pioneer. That's one way of doing it. But the best way really to do it is for people to invest in terms of their time to offer some type of skill set that they have, whether it's like mowing the lawn, walking someone else's dog, whatever. Um, that is value that people pay for with fiat currency in the real world, right? So if you were able to offer that or wash someone's dishes, I mean, that right there would offer a tremendous value to many people all over the world. And if many people were doing that in some way, form or fashion, it would allow Pi to rise in value. And many people that are not into Pi or do not know a Pi will definitely start getting interested real quick, real fast because of the fact that they're seeing so many people using it, so many people that have it, so many more people that are joining it. I mean, it's undeniable. It will be inevitable in terms of the growth of where Pi will be headed in the future. So with this crypto legends comment, we are getting back to the clean slate for Pi's value. The more the community grows, the more there are goods or services offered for that Pi, the more its value grows. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So um Williams, are you still trying to talk? I'm sorry, Negus, are you still trying to talk? I can't hear you. So if somebody in America tries to say, Pi can be seen as a cryptocurrency and not as a crypto asset, yes or no? It depends on who's looking at it, right? Some people will want it as a crypto asset and only view it their perspective uh, in terms of how they're looking at it. And then uh, other people will look at it as a cryptocurrency. They will use it as a cryptocurrency in terms of as a form of payment or medium exchange for goods and services. But either way, the value of Pi will rise from whatever it starts at in the beginning on an exchange if that's the only thing you're focusing on in terms of the people that are investing in it. But in terms of investing in it, I look at all different types of investments, right? Time and money. And time to me is more important than money in terms of what people are willing to contribute to the economy, which is going to be the cornerstone of Pi and the reason why it separates itself from every other cryptocurrency out there. 
as I said, time is the most valuable currency, which upon Pi is based on. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that settles it really for real. That settles it. In Pi Network, just to say and give everyone for free, we believe that time and attention is valuable. Okay, so that's very, very much valuable to the economy or to the project Pi Network. So that would drive more value, more and more value as we go on in the project. Okay, so um, I see more hands hop. Um, YRN, YRN, the name is YRN. You are muted to speak now. YRN, are you there? Okay, um, precious, I can see your hand up. You're muted to speak now. Are you there, Precious? I guess many of us are just raising our hands um, unintentionally or something. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Wyarden. Go ahead, Wyarden. Okay. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, good evening. I am P. Ruben from Cameroon. I'm happy to participate in this conference. I read that uh, you want to give P Network a, a value. I don't speak very good English. I don't, I, I am reading. It is good, uh, but people don't do not think to use it. They just want to. They they just want cash. Maybe you want one P to be one uh, hundred dollar, but it's it will be necessary to offer access to goods and services for everyone. So if someone wants an iPhone, he must, he must with this iPhone. If someone wants a Mercedes, he must have a Mercedes. The best will be to get people to adopt 